invite you to come on up. Okay. I guess I just can't, I just can't hear myself, so I just can't hear myself. So yeah, but yeah, we're, we're, so yeah, um, we're going through the books, uh, the Psalms one thirteen. Um, yeah, um, so if you guys could stand, we're gonna read from Psalms one thirteen here. All right. So it says, um, if you guys are there, we're gonna start. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, bless, blessed be the name of the Lord. For this time forth and forever, from the, the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is, uh, is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens, who is, like, who is like the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high, who, who humbles himself to behold. The things that are, hev- are, are in heaven and in earth he raises the poor from the dust, and he lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, a prince, prince, with the princes of his people. He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a joy, as as a joyful mother, uh, as a joyful mother of children. Uh, children. And that ends, uh, praise the Lord, and that ends the, the reading. Uh, and everybody can sit down. Um, yeah, so just kind of give a kind of s- backstory here a little bit. Um, this is a funny story before we start, I guess, just to kind of, uh, but so I was sitting at work and Pastor was like, uh, I was sitting at work and looked, looked up an email and I saw an email popped up, Pastor, it was an email from Pastor. It was like, so I clicked on it and I was like, oh, what's this email about? And it says, hey, it's, it's a Summer of Psalms teaching. And I was like, uh, is he sending me this, is he sending me this link directly to me, you know? Cause I was like kind of nervous. I was like, I was kind of like, I was like, whoa, like I, I can't like. I guess is he asking me to teach? I was like, and I looked at it again, and he's like, it's like no, it's actually like to all the guys in the church, just not directly at me. So I was like, okay, I was slightly relieved. But at the same time, I was like, whoa, shall I teach? You know, and I was like, should I really, should I teach? You know, now it's like not have the choice to teach or not to teach. So, but yeah, but here I am, I'm teaching. So, <laughs> so I chose to teach. So that's kind of a back back uh, back story behind that. Uh, you know, so, but yeah, let's uh, go into the, uh, the teachings here. I'll just give an introduction here. Uh, so just kind of, like I said, it's Psalms 113. So uh, I have here, it says, as believers, we must be so immersed in the word that when we look at our sufferings, we see it as a blessing uh, from God. Even though the highs in our lives, God is still glorified. But whether it is in the times of sorrows in our life or the times of celebrations or and happiness in our life, God is so glorified, and he deserves um, all the praises. All right, just kind of introduction to that. Um, so as we just read uh, Psalms 113, it's kind of what they say, it's a, it's a Hallel, it's a kind of a praise psalms, or one of the uh, Egyptian Hallel is what they call it. Um, it's just kind of reciting uh, during the Passover, during the like 
Jewish festivals, worshipers beside that, you know, of Psalm 13, uh, 114, uh, in the beginning of service, and also Psalms 115, 18, in the end. The Zishan Hello Psalms commemorated Exodus, the deliverance of evil, uh, deliverance of Israel from Egyptian slavery, right? Um, so let's look at verse 1. Um, so verse 1, just like I said, I'm just going to reread it uh, again here so we can kind of uh, go on it. So it says, praise be the Lord, praise O servant of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so as we look at the at the verse, first verse, uh, first verse, the first word, the first verse, the word, and just uh, it's praise. And also at the end, at the end of uh, that, that first line says Lord, right? So it's mentioned a lot. And as like uh, Pastor Ed has mentioned, you know, if you see something mentioned a lot in the Bible, it's important, you know, to, to look at that uh, because it's, it's something that the verse is trying to, uh, uh, to project. Um, so we, we should pay close attention, uh, attention to it as it's emphasizing uh, importance of what the verse is trying to say to us. And so we should look at the, uh, at the, uh, the, uh, at the words that are trying uh, that that's in that verse. Um, so for example, um, uh, some verses like examples like John 3 3 you know it says Jesus answered to him, Jesus answered and said to him truly truly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God so we see uh, uh, truly truly uh, being used the writer the writer wants us to pay attention to that passage that he is uh, about to speak as he says truly truly uh, John is trying to emphasize the importance of being uh, born again as that's Something that's real, that's something that that is really important uh, to us, uh, to just us, but also what he's trying to say. Um, so and yeah, so and so in the website, uh, I was looking at some through, through some websites um, in the Bible. I mean, the uh, through through the internet, um, and um, so it says on BibleAnswer.org, uh, the Lord is by far the most uh, commonly used word in the Bible. It is found seven uh, found between seven. Uh, to 8,000 times. Again, that's not the exact number, but that's kind of what uh, exact number, but it's also by versions of the Bible. Uh, Lord is uh, Lord is in the Old Testament overused 7,000 times. New Testament, about six to 700 times. Uh, that's what it says on the website, BibleAnswer.org. Um, as we go on to the next uh, uh, line on, in this first verse, it says, Praise, O servants of the Lord. Uh, while we might think of servants as a lowly casted or just someone who's, uh, yeah, someone so lowly casted, it's always an honorable thing uh, to be a servant of the Lord. Um, believers, we should be subordinate to the Lord uh, because he is the creator and we are the created. Uh, definition of servant is a devoted and helpful uh, follower or supporter. Um, so, so example, like, so a servant enjoys the privilege of being inside the house looking out and out inside instead of outside looking in some enjoys close proximity proximity to being served in the in the case the lord uh, deuteronomy 324 it says oh god you have begun to show your servant greatness and your strong hand for what god is there uh, in heaven on earth who can do such uh, mighty acts as as yours Second Samuel 7:25 uh, says, "Now therefore, O Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the word that you have spoken concerning your servant, 
his house. Uh, his house confirm it forever. S- do as you have spoken. Second uh, Samuel second second uh, Samuel seven twenty eight says, "Now, O Lord, you are God, and your words are truth, and you have promised this uh, good thing to your servant." The praises we give to the Lord, uh, whether we are working, uh, going to a store, whether uh, we sh- uh, we shall be a representation of Christ. Give all the praises to God through all the things in our life. God uh, deserves all the praises that we can give him, and he could, we should continue to give praises to him. Um, last last part of this, the first verse says, praise the name of the Lord, right? It says, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, as we look at the word name, uh, it represents the person, uh, the character of a person, the character of a person. Uh, we know for a fact that, uh, we, know, uh, we know for a fact that there's hundreds of names in the Bible for God, you know, uh, and each name points to a characteristic of God. Uh, we know f- him as Jehovah, Jireh, or our provider, or king as our ruler. We know him as Yahweh, or Alpha, the Omega, uh, beginning and the end, or father, the one who, or father, who's the one who created us and knit us in our mother's womb. Uh, so when the psalmist says the name of the Lord, uh, it is speaking that we are praising the names of the Lord. The names of these names are vital because it reveals who God truly is. Uh, have you ever, guys, ever have you guys ever think why we pray to God? Like why don't we pray to Jesus? Because God is the one who created us. You know, God is the one who created us, and uh, He sent the Holy Spirit down to us. Uh, James McGurn Boyce said, "In the case of God, the name of the Lord is all important, for it is, for for it has to do with the." A revelation of who God is. In other words, it is not God, just any God we worship uh, or to worship. We ought to praise the one true God who has revealed himself in creation and on Sinai, more recently in the person of his only son, Jesus of, uh, of Nazareth. Uh, verse 2 says, uh, verse 2 says, Blessed be the name of the Lord for this time and forever. So if you look at this verse, uh, look at this verse here in the word blessed, Blessed. It starts out. It starts out says, or well, the word blessed in Hebrew text, it means barak, meaning to kneel down or to bless. Um, so I kind of use an example here. It says, when a knight kneels down before his king, he sh- that before his king, that he shows his loyalty and his submission for, uh, yeah, yeah, for his, for his king. When a believer kneels down before God, we are submitting ourselves to God. Who is superior and who is who is in who is highest in authority? His name is worthy of all praises. So if we look at uh, if, we, if we look at our, our um, what example I just use as a knight and a king, um, you know, because as a knight we will also go and go battle with our king. You know, we we are we're loyal to him and we serve him. You know, and we will die for him. You know, because he's our king and we believe and respect and know that you know we would do whatever we can for him because, you know, uh, we know uh, that he will always be loyal, uh, he will always be there for us, not that, but they always uh, be the one who have authority over us. Um, Psalms, one, uh, Psalms 90, uh, 95, 6 says, come let us worship, bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Uh, Romans eleven four says, for it is written, as I live, uh, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. It also says, from this time on forever, meaning from today 
and always we shall praise uh, God. Uh, Ephesians 5.20 says, Always give thanks uh, for all things in the name of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ to our Father. Uh, first, first Thessalonians says, uh, 5.18 says, And everything give thanks for this is uh, the, will, uh, the will of God for, for Jesus Christ. Verse 3 says, For the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Uh, we should praise God uh, as the rising of the sun, uh, meaning uh, as we get up, you know, or get up or awaken, you know, whenever that may, what time may be, 7, 8, you know, some of us a little later, but as we wake up, you know, as we wake up, uh, you know, that should be the time that we should be praising the Lord and the first thing that we uh, do. Um, I, and just kind of uh, paraphrasing here, but uh, I believe uh, Steve Lawson has mentioned that we should start our day with Christ, you know, with, with, with us being in the word. Um, and, you know, so that's a, and as we don't start, we should start our day with Christ and end our day with Christ, you know, in, in between our days. Um, we, should, we should praise God. Okay. Um, the name of the Lord is reiterated as it shows uh, the importance of God's, uh, of God's name. So, of, of God's name, verse uh, four. So we're going to verse four and five here. It says, uh, the, "My second point is the Lord is above all, but stoops down. His glory is, His glory is, um, His glory is above the heavens. Who is like, who is the like the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high? Uh, so God, who is above all nations, uh, above all nations, He's above everything. Uh, he's above all leaders." Uh, anything you can think of that's strong or powerful, God is above all things. Nothing is higher than God. Uh, God is God, and he, nothing is equal to him. There's no one like him. Uh, uh, there's only one, him and only him. He's, like I said, uh, like in the card, like, I don't know I don't know if you guys are, I'm, I'm not sure, but like I said, I'm really big on sports cards, so he's a one of one. There's nothing created like him. Um, so you can't find a, a God like him. His glory is above the heavens. God, who, uh, our Father, who is our King and ruler of earth and heaven, heavens, uh, heavens, his throne is the highest above the heavens. He is, is in control of everything below him, knowing that should bring us relief and also praise to him. So meaning that he is above the heavens, heaven. he's above the, the heavens. You know, he's in control of all that, even, even in control of, uh, of, of hell. You know, he's, he's there. First King, eight twenty uh, eight twenty three says he said, "O Lord of the of Israel, there is no God like you. You you in heaven above or on earth beneath, beneath, keeping covenant, uh, showing love showing love loving kindness to your servant who walk before uh, before you with all their heart." Uh, Psalms ninety five three says, "For the Lord is is a great God, and a great King above our." All gods, our God, who is enthroned on high, higher than kings, higher, higher than kings, presence, or any authority, or any authority, the God uh, knows all. He puts them in their places. What is there sh that we should be anxious about when we know God is the one that's enthroned? Um, he is our King. He is our Lord, and He is our King. He uses the things that are bad to bring him glory. Um, and for example, as you know, uh, 
not bad fuck say, uh, things that he, there's people he uses to, to bring him glory. Uh, for instance, uh, Pharaoh, you know, he hardened, uh, uh, God's hardened Pharaoh's heart. Exodus 7, uh, se- Exodus 7, 3, verse 3 and 4 says, but when, har- but I will harden Pharaoh's heart that I may multiply my signs, my wonders in the land of Egypt. But when Pharaoh does not listen to you, uh, to, to you, then I will lay my hands on Egypt and bring out my host, my people, the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt by great judgments. Romans nine seventeen, for scripture says, for scripture, scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very reason I raise uh, you up in order to demonstrate my power in you, that my not, my name uh, be might be proclaimed throughout the earth. Eighteen. So when his mercy on whom he he desires and hardens who he desires. Uh, verse six, who humbles him so to behold. The things are that are in heaven and in the earth. God, who is almighty, uh, almighty, uh, almighty and holy, stoops down and draws near uh, to man. Uh, Philippians, uh, ch- ch- uh, Philippians 2, uh, verse 5 to 11 says, Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ. For although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with the God thing to be grasped. But emptied himself, ta- uh, taking the form of a bond servant, being made in the likeness of man, being found in appearance as man. Uh, he humbled himself, being uh, becoming obedient to the point of, of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, also God highly exalted him, bestowed on him, on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and those who are in heaven on earth, and under earth, under the earth, and that every tongue will confess Jesus is uh, Lord to the glory of God and the Father. For God, who is hum- who is above all, is also humble, that He would send His Son down to die on the cross for our, for our sins, so we don't have to face His wrath. Uh, God, who holds holds the earth, knows our, our every thoughts, answers our prayers, also who is just and punishes the, the wicked. He perfectly executes vengeance against uh, oppressors. God raises uh, the poor. That's in the third. It says, uh, verse, it says here, uh, yeah, verse uh, 7 here and 7, 8, and 9. It says, he raises the poor uh, from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap uh, to make them sit with princess when uh, with the princes of his people. When the verse speaks on poor, some may think it's a talking about money or wealth uh, or our wealth. The verse doesn't, doesn't necessarily speak on uh, someone just being poor, but also those who are poor um, in spirit. Uh, being poor in spirit is that we have nothing to offer to God. Uh, Christ ultimately came to the poor in spirit, sinners, to save them from God, God's wrath. God our Father is the one who answers prayers. Uh, God sent his son Christ as a sacrificial lamb who saved us from God's wrath. God's gift uh, to us is the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. God lifts, God's, lifts up the poor from the power of Ashheep. As Ashheep, that's just kind of re- 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 uh, going back to just what that verse means. He says, God lifts up us poor from the power of Ashheep, meaning we are just a power of Ashheep. He raises us up uh, from that. Um, 
on that. As I read verse 7, uh, verse 7 here, as commonly known as um, Hannah's prayer. Um, or, some may, or some may say it was borrowed from Hannah's prayer, hence the reference to a childish woman, uh, or child's woman here, child's woman became, uh, becomes a, a mother. Um, uh, verse, uh, verse 9 here, sorry. Verse 9 here. First Sam, uh, First Samuel two eight. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles, and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He sits the the world on them. Uh, Luke four Luke four eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach uh, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has He has sent me to proclaim. Proclaim release to the captive, and recover sight to the blind, to set those, to set free those who oppress oppressed. Proverbs twenty two two, the rich, and the poor have a, have a common bound. The Lord, um, is the maker, uh, of them all, of them all. Uh, when no, when no hand, as the Spurgeon says, when no hand, but his. Uh, his hand can help. He inter interposes. The work is done. It is worthwhile to be cast down, to be divinely raised from the dust. Uh, uh, raised from the dust. Verse 8 says, To make them sit with princes and with princes his people, that he may sit with, that he may sit with, seat with princes. God lifts the poor, needy, the depth, to the height. Uh, in, in light of the new covenant, we can make the connection with God in life of the believer described in Ephesians 2, 5, 6. Even when we are dead in our trespasses, uh, he, God, made us alive together with Christ. Uh, by grace, we have been saved and raised up together and made uh, made us sit together with Christ. Uh, verse 9 says, he makes a, a barren woman abide in the house uh, as a joyful as a, as a joyful mother of children, Hannah was two wives of Elkanah that they live in the hill of Ephraim. Elkanah's other wife of Peninnah had sons and daughters. After years, year, years, his other wife, Peninnah, would provoke Hannah because the Lord did not give her any children. Uh, while Hannah was earnestly and silently praying, Eli, the priest of, at the tabernacle, saw her and mistook her distress for drunkenness. He made an ill-advised comment to encourage her to give up drinking. Uh, she corrected his mistake. I have been praying out here for, uh, uh, out of my my great anguish and grief. She told him, you know, First uh, First Samuel uh, one sixteen. Hannah then explains uh, her predicament, and, uh, and Eli says, "Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant, uh, will grant your petition that you made to him." After that, Hannah felt better. She had received God's promise. The Lord answered Hannah's prayer. She bore a son named uh, named Samuel, and God, whose name was uh, means "ask of God." An oppressed woman will receive honor in being a woman in the ancient near ancient Near East, and especially in Israel. Motherhood was a crowning achievement of any woman. A bare woman was a social outcast. She was. A disappointment to her husband, uh, to other women, and especially to herself. Um, 
Psalmist illustrated one way to to one way of lifting the poor needy to high honor. Uh, honor place might work. The picture of a woman is a bare woman becoming a joyful mother. She is said to be a joyful mother, not only because in, in Matthew Henry says she said she is said to be a joyful mother of children, not only because in common cases the pain is forgotten for that for joy that a man child is born into the world, but there is a particular joy when a child is born to those who has been long childless. Funny story here. Um, I know Judy. We have Judy. Have we have not had her baby yet, but. We always talk about her, um, such as how she's like giving birth and how it might hurt a lot, right? And I was telling her, she's like, this is my last child for you because uh, I don't know how much pain I'm going to go through. And I was like, you haven't gone through it yet. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And so, so I was like, I'm like not as nervous as her since, you know, I'm not the one giving birth, but she is really nervous, you know. And so I told her like, I, you know, you might have, you might experience a lot of joy from, from what I hear from mothers. There's a lot of joy in having a, a, a child, and so I told, her, I just encourage her that, hey, you might want more. And she's like, I don't know, this is probably the last one for you. And I was like, okay, so maybe two, but probably that'll be the max. I was like, okay. So I just, like I said, it's just uh, funny how that goes when I read all these uh, uh, commentaries and all these uh, the things the ladies say say, and I hear. And it brings me a lot of, just brings me uh, laughter and just a joy in that, I guess, you know. Um, Sarah, Rachel, and the wife of Manoah, Hannah, and Elizabeth, and others were, it's, uh, Spurgeon says, Sarah, Rachel, the wife of Manoah, and Hannah, Elizabeth, and others were all instances of miraculous power of God in literally building the statement of the psalmist. Um, and just kind of want to go, as all of you may know, you know, um, me and my wife Judy, you know, we have, uh, it's hard. We have a hard time conceiving. You know, um, it took us about. I mean, we were trying for almost two years. You know, and actually, we were kind of at, at the point where we were like, hey, you know, if God doesn't give us any child, I believe, you know, He's like, we we were both content with what we had. You know, and look into adoption, and that was some of the options. You know, that we were looking into. And I know that many people, many people in the church are praying. For, were praying for us, and I know. Through that, my families, a lot of the family members will pray for us too, you know, and, um, and you know, my brother, he was like, hey, you know, like, he continues to pray for me, Judy, every time we talk, and, um, you know, he, he prays for me all the time, so I was like, you know, it, it gives me great, great encouragement, you know, and even though that we didn't have a child, we were content, um, and we were gonna still going to continue to serve and to be obedient, because um, that's what we, uh, me and my wife wanted was just to be, uh, to be uh, uh, obedient. And praises to uh, giving praises to God, even though um, we were able to have a child, and for the past two years that we were trying, and even though the times were rough that time, we still continue to praise God and to give Him the praises, um, praises. Um, so all the glory goes to God for all that He does in me and Judy's life and where he, where we are at now uh, with having a child. Um, and this goes this goes to concludes. Uh, my teaching just um, by the end he just goes I'm going to read a quote for uh, Spurgeon says the music concludes upon its, its key note the psalm is a circle ending where it began praising the Lord from its uh, first syllable to its last may our life uh, our life's, uh, life's psalm partake the same character and 
and never know a break or a conclusion in an endless cycle that let us bless the Lord whose mercies never cease. Um, and he with us, and he with the, uh, with the, uh, with the book of Psalms, Psalms 156 says, uh, let everything uh, that has breath praise the Lord. So, so the, like I said, this whole uh, Psalms, it's just about praising the Lord, you know, just that we should continue to praise him regardless of time, whether it be at work or whether where we are, or the struggles in our life, the things that happen in our life for a reason, uh, you know, and like we get, that we continue just to be obedient to him, serve him and praise him, uh, give him all the glory, um, even through the times that we don't want to or even times that, are, that we are overly joy, joyful. Um, like I said, I'm only joyful that my wife, we are, uh, wife is pregnant. And like I said, God deserves all the glory for what he has done in, in, in my life and the way he's continued to do, um, and that he continued to, that you guys all continue to praise him throughout whatever circumstance in your life, that you never cease to, um, to do it, because we are made to uh, praise him, uh, that's what we're made to do, is to, to worship him, and to, our, that's our sole purpose, was, is to, to praise him, uh, that's our life, there's nothing else that matters in our life, but we are to praise him, because uh, that's what we are created for, it's for his purpose, and only his purpose, and so, that it's my teaching, so yeah. All right. Thank you, Sean. From beginning to end, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, uh, appreciate those reminders I was uh, as you were talking about verses four through six I was just overwhelmed at the the contrast of the psalmist that he says Yahweh is high above all nations okay we get that his glory is above the heavens we proclaim that who is like the Lord our God no one who is enthroned on high we know that, and this word, just as Sean was teaching, verse 6, this high above all the nations, above the heavens, no one's like him, enthroned on high God, humbles himself. I just try to get my head wrapped around that. Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. And I love the connection Sean, that you made to, to Philippians 2. And Jesus, who left the glories of heaven to take on the form of man, of the bondservant of man, to humble himself, even to the point of death and death on a cross. That's the ultimate picture of the God who humbles himself on our behalf. So, uh, you know, as we try to figure out sometimes why is it that we have a hard time praising the Lord, I appreciate this psalm that we heard uh, the psalmist, as Sean pointed out in verse 7, he raises the poor from the dust. If we recognize our spiritual condition apart from him and what God has done for us to, to lift us up, how can you not praise him? And so it's just a reminder to be put in our place, as it were. And so thank you, Sean, for uh, helping us get put in our place. And also some wonderful connections between this psalm, as was pointed out, and uh, Hannah's prayer from uh, 1 Samuel chapter uh, 2, 
you see Hannah's prayer, and some of that language is, is verbatim. And then a, another girl would come along many years later by the name of Mary and echo Hannah's prayer. And so you kind of have this theme of, of these, these ideas that God, uh, you know, humbles the proud and he raises up the lowly. And those themes are found in this psalm and in uh, Hannah's prayer as well as Mary's prayer. And so just, just magnificent the way the scriptures all fit together. Well, we have a little bit of time. If, is there any thoughts or comments that any of you have, something that stood out to you as you were considering this psalm? I know that we don't always have time to do that. When we have time to do that, we'd like to take it. But is there anything that uh, just spoke to your, uh, to you as you considered these things? Okay. Okay. So he stirred your mind. Okay, good job. Stirred, stirred the mind by way of reminder. Yeah, the, the idea is, uh, again, so let me remind you that as you read scripture, dwell upon the names that are given uh, of God, uh, whether it's God, Elohim, whether it's uh, Lord, all caps, with Yahweh or Jehovah, uh, Lord with just a capital L, he's called Adonai. Uh, there's all sorts of names, of course, then the combination names and mentioned Jehovah Jireh, the God uh, who provides. And when you see those characteristics, uh, stop and pause because you're being given some insight. Uh, you're being enabled to bless the, the name, the character of your God. So those, those are a, a good, good reminders for us. Anyone else? Yes, Gina.
okay? It, well, and it is interesting. Again, you, you have all of this lofty language given of God in the first four verses, five verses. Then he humbles himself in verse 6. And then really he does talk about the lowliness of the people because he says he raises the poor from the dust and blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Uh, he lifts the needy from the ash heap, recognizing our need. And he kind of gives this little pause in there to say what's, what's in store for these people. Kind of have that idea of suffering and glory, right? You're poor, you're in the dust, you're in the ash heap. And then, but he makes them sit with princes and with the princes of his people. And then he returns to one of the lowliest states, one of the most humbling of circumstances. And Sean brought that out. Uh, to be a barren woman in the Hebrew culture was, there wasn't much worse uh, by way of status. And yet the promise, he makes the barren woman abide to live in the house and as a joyful mother of children. So this, he's going to provide. He's going to give all that's necessary. And um, I really appreciated the way you started with your kind of synopsis. Um, it was kind of long, so I couldn't write it down. I'd love to hear it again. But you kind of tied this psalm right in with what we heard from Second Peter three, and uh, just uh, or in the message, just the idea that when it, even when we suffer, even when we go through the difficulties, when we are as low as the dust and in the ash heap and feel barren and all of that, it's still always good, always right to praise the Lord, to remember what we have from God, and so I, I appreciated that as well. The Lord kind of brings all of that together because He didn't know what I was going to teach on, and uh, and he, I didn't know exactly how he was going to introduce Psalm 113. Yes, sir. that statement, who is like the Lord our God, what is that supposed to do? When you hear that, what should you be doing? We'll kind of tie the two messages together. What, what do you do? Remember, who is like the Lord our God? Oh, yeah. No, nobody. I mean, that's, that's an easy answer, right? Nobody, but really it's supposed to cause you to think about the, the attributes. And, and, and uh, I don't, are you preaching Psalm 115 next week? No, I am. And you started already, okay? <laughs> but, but the attributes that are depicted of the, uh, the non-gods, right? They can't do anything. 
And so there's this reminder, yeah, I sometimes depend upon those things that are temporal, those things that can't supply the eternal, those things that aren't really that important. And so um, were you going to say something else? I could see the smirk on your face. Yep. 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 Yeah. Anyone else? <coughs> well, again, Sean, thank you for uh, for bringing to us these thoughts from Psalm 113. I pray that you will uh, be able to to dwell on some of that. And again, you were given an assignment in the in the uh, message. Do you remember what it is? Well, yes, yes. Okay, what is it? Read First Peter and be reminded of of the uh, ideas of suffering and glory. Remember what God has written, what God has written to you from that book, because that was one of the, the thrust of the of the message this morning. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and close with a word of prayer, and we will uh, dismiss. And whatever your plans are for the rest of the day, I pray that you will. Keep the Lord Jesus Christ in focus and take opportunities to speak of him and declare his gospel. Let's pray. Father God, as we end uh, our time together, we want to end with the very words of this psalm. Praise the Lord. May that be the desire of each and every heart that we would be joyfully Uh, exalting, joyfully considering, joyfully proclaiming and celebrating that you are the Lord and who is like the Lord our God. We pray, Father God, that you would bring to our remembrance not only who you are, but what it is you have accomplished on our behalf. Allow us to dwell and meditate on those things to the point of rejoicing to bless your name. Cause us to dwell upon those things so much that we overflow in our conversations with others and declaring the greatness of Jesus Christ in his gospel that brings salvation. We thank you for the day. We thank you for uh, the opportunities we've had to worship you and to fellowship. May we continue to do so in ways that bring honor and glory to you, exalt your son Jesus Christ, and seek to build one another up in the holy faith as we ask and pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. You are dismissed.